Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're reading the entire Bible together out loud, chapter by chapter, looking at 1 Samuel chapter 27 here. David flees to the Philistines. Uh, yeah, those Philistines that he uh, defeated. Remember that whole business with Goliath? This has got to be a weird conversation, right? Hey, King Akish, remember that, that time when I, you know, killed your champion and all that? Well, I mean, that's ancient history. Uh, this is very, this is really interesting. And and you get the feeling that there's, um, I don't know, just, it's, this is a really interesting relationship that David comes to have with the Philistines. He thinks he's actually better off with them. Uh, I think there's a lot of things we can draw from this, though. Fascinating. David does not stay and fight. He didn't say, oh, my rights are being violated. I'm going to just, you know, Saul, Saul is uh, illegitimate. He actually goes and says, you know what? Like, I'm going to go and, and live life like this. It's not how I want it. It's not ideal. Yeah, I'm surrounded by pagans. But I would rather not disrespect and dishonor the king and therefore my God. Really, really interesting uh, the way that he does this, and I think there's something in it for us. Joining us today, we've got our guest, Pastor David Boyce Claire, returning pastor at Faith and Bethesda Lutheran Churches in Pine Lawn, Missouri. Good morning, brother. Good to have you back. Thanks for uh, pinch hitting here today. Good morning. Always ready to pinch. <laughs> pinch hit, I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the uh, th- this is one of these chapters where if you haven't read it before, you might be pinching yourself because you're like, hang on a second. What? Where Where does David go? Who is he staying with? I mean, it's. Uh, I, I think that like for from our modern perspective, we look at this and we're just like, how does this even work? Like, I mean, how how could he have the gall to do this? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it might be interesting, since this is a <clears throat> kind of a short chapter, we could maybe talk about the uh, Philistines and and where they came from, what their culture was like, and all of that in the course of our study today. I, that might be really helpful, because, um, you know, and we've talked about this before, I, I think that we, we really kind of impose kind of ma- modern nationalism onto these chapters. Um, and we so we talked about that a little bit with some of the difficulties between um, Saul and David and different tribes of Israel. And so understanding that it's not like there's, I don't know, like th- these like kind of singular unified countries with a president and a cabinet. And it's not like that um, might actually go a long ways to helping to make sense of these sorts of questions. Um, but yeah, like let's, let's go ahead then and, um, and take a look at the chapter and maybe we can talk a little bit uh, to just kind of preface it with some helpful context as we do. Would you, brother, open us up with a prayer? Um, Thank you. Yes, I would. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, whatever you have caused to be written as your word, you have caused to be written for our learning, that by the patience and comfort of the Scriptures we might have hope. Let your Holy Spirit guide us as we consider this chapter of your word this day. Grant that it may show us our sin, but more importantly, show us our Savior and his righteousness for our salvation in him. Through Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. All right, so uh, we we recall, uh, looking at chapter 27 here, uh, the, the immediately preceding context, the conversation that—well, I mean, and this is something I was pointing out yesterday. There's a lot of similarities, I think, between chapter 26 and chapter 17. That, that is the story of you know, David and Goliath, as, as we refer to that chapter, 1 Samuel chapter 17. Uh, just the, the prominence of Abner— um, that that David is is there kind of across the way from like this valley on top of a hill and they're shouting between each other. Some of the things that are said are almost exactly straight out of chapter 17. So I, I think there's already just kind of like a lot of uh, hinting, I guess, or alluding indirectly to the Philistines, especially with uh, one of the things that he says, uh, namely back in verse 19, uh, they have driven me out this day, that I should have no share in the heritage of the Lord, saying, go serve other gods. And, I mean, it kind of seems like in chapter 27, that's what's happening. 
Yes. Yeah. And and um, uh, but what's interesting is, is, uh, you know, like that the context here, of course, is uh, the second time that uh, Saul narrowly escapes being killed by David. And David, of course, uh, shows himself to be righteous and and God fearing in in not doing that, that even uh, well, not only Jonathan, but even Saul himself acknowledges, um, but, you know, maybe not necessarily that that's going to be what he wants to pursue as his policy, that David will, would be king after him. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, so that, that's, that's really interesting, too. I mean, like, the, the, the first time um, that you, you were alluding to this, when he narrowly escapes being killed by David, um, he actually acknowledges that, right, that, like, you're, you're going to be the next king. Um, right. and, and then and this time here, he doesn't say anything in chapter 26 to like contradict that or um, to, I mean, I don't, I don't know, say, oh, I, I was, I was, I mean, in fact, in chapter 26, he, he goes further, right? He actually says, uh, where was it there in, in verse 21, return my son, David, for I will do you no more harm. I mean, like, and, and that's going even further than he did at the end of right. chapter uh, 24, I think it was. So, I mean... It is, it is really interesting that, I guess, after, I don't know, what seems to have been such a good conversation that, that David would just be like, okay, I'm out of here. Yes. Um, yeah. It, well, it, it's just Saul is mercurial. He, he um, changes his mind quite a lot. He, 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 I, I really think the man was uh, mentally disturbed in many respects. And, uh, you know, obviously it was kind of aggravated by the uh, evil spirit uh, uh, that says from Yahweh or that Yahweh permitted to uh, assail him. Um, And, um, you know, David says, I can't I I, I just can't uh, live a peaceful life under these circumstances. And, you know, his parents uh, went to Moab. And so he says, well, I'm going to just try uh, putting my lot with the Philistines and and uh, get away get out of this very very uncertain um environment that I'm in here. Well we'll have to talk more about um you know is Saul being mercurial and and, and what exactly um what I mean cuz actually David we're going to see like in verse 1 which is a long verse um he he kind of speaks to what he thinks about Saul and his real intentions but um any, anything else anyway just to kind of prep us for reading the chapter um, I, I think that maybe we we should spend some time getting into some detail about the Philistines, like you were suggesting. But just I don't know, maybe just anything that kind of helps set the stage, or just anything, any reminders about uh, Gath in particular before we read the chapter through. Well, in the other passage to look at in connection with this chapter would be 21, where, uh, you know, as you mentioned in your introduction, that uh, David uh, went to Achish before, but then they remembered the song, uh, Saul has slain his thousands and David's his tens of thousands. That's mentioned there. And then also it will be mentioned in the next chapter when the prospect of David joining the Philistines against Saul himself. Uh, they say, you know, this is the guy that killed ten thousands of us and everything. And and you know, David, of course, at that time, you know, the 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 interlude, of course, is that now maybe Akish is aware of the fact that David is is uh, on the outs with Saul and not not in his service. So so uh, you know, this is this is some person that I can use. And and the Philistines were known to use mercenaries uh, from yeah. from the Canaanites. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that one of the comments you just made that that Akish at this point might be aware that he's on the outs with Saul. I mean, th- this is this really interesting to consider, and uh, maybe just to kind of like uh, just keep in mind that you know we, we've been told this story so far, but it's not like everyone else froze in place, right? Like while David and, and Saul are playing their cat and mouse game, Every, life is still moving on. Messengers are being sent here and there. Everyone else is thinking and plotting and re reforging old alliances and breaking off new ones. So um, it's, it's a constantly changing situation. So I, I think that's kind of a good just uh, place to start, but let's go ahead and read the chapter. Uh, kind of just kind of with an open mind then like that. Here it is, chapter 27, here in 1 Samuel in the English Standard Version from the top. Then David said in his heart, Now I shall perish one day by the hand of Saul. 
there's nothing better for me than that I should escape to the land of the Philistines. Then Saul will despair of seeking me any longer within the borders of Israel, and I shall escape out of his hand. So David arose and went over, he and the six hundred men who were with him, to Achish the son of Maok, king of Gath. And David lived with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, and David with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail of Carmel, Nabal's widow. And when it was told Saul that David had fled to Gath, he no longer sought him. Then David said to Achish, If I have found favor in your eyes, let a place be given me in one of the country towns, that I may dwell there. For why should your servant dwell in the royal city with you? So that day Achish gave him Ziklag. Therefore Ziklag has belonged to the kings of Judah to this day. And the number of the days that J David lived in the country of the Philistines was a year and four months. Now David and his men went up and made raids against the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites, for these were the inhabitants of the land from of old, as far as sure, to the land of Egypt. And David would strike the land and would ne leave neither man nor woman alive, but would take away the sheep, the oxen, the donkeys, the camels, and the garments, and come back to Achish. When Achish asked, Where have you made a raid today? David would say, Against the Negev of Judah, or against the Negev of the Jeremelites, or against the Negev of the Kenites. And David would leave neither man nor woman alive to bring news to Gath, thinking, lest they should tell about us and say, so David has done. So such was his custom all the while he lived in the country of the Philistines. And Achish trusted David, thinking, he has made himself an utter stench to his people Israel, therefore he shall always be my servant. Yeah, so like you were saying, short chapter, but just... It's, it's just fascinating. I mean, and, and it kind of explicitly gets you into people's heads, actually. <laughs> like the very first line, right, is like, we, we know this is what David, you know, it says, it says uh, said in his heart. Um, it's like what David said to himself, right? Um, and he right. thinks about what Dave, uh, what Saul is going to uh, think to himself, right? Or, you know, a quiche, it says here at the end, right? Um, it says what he's uh, thinking, what he says to himself. So very fascinating that we get this kind of, uh, I don't know, something of, almost like of this kind of interlude kind of chapter, I think you used that word, um, just kind of like getting this insight into kind of where everyone stands with everybody else. Yes, it, 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 it's probably, it, it, it so lends itself to such drama. I mean, it, it's really, uh, this is part of the scriptures that we read that, that really uh, is exciting. It, it reads just like the best adventure novel that you can possibly imagine. And, and you can see, too, that it's probably written by people who were firsthand witnesses of, of these events. Uh, you know, and, and it's interesting with David, you know, he it's, I was thinking about this with him having um, uh, Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, the, the high priest, with him. It's sort of like David is now the the uh, uh, the true nation of Israel, in contrast to the nation of Israel with Saul. Now that isn't mentioned in in the scriptures. I mean, he's just got a, he's got six hundred men and and they've got their wives and their, and their families and everything with them. But it, it's sort of like he you know it's he's he's like in exile. He is like. Yeah. Uh, uh, the king of, of Israel in exile, you might say. That's that's really interesting. I mean, and uh, well, I mean, and we've got you know Reformation coming up. It just reminds me of how, uh, I mean, I mean, really, I mean that that's in many ways how how Luther saw himself and the people who were around him that he wasn't breaking off from the church, right? Like, oh well, we're going to start our new church over here, right? But that right. The, the the church had effectively been exiled, and and that the thing that was occupying in some ways, uh, the church's rightful territory was not really the church anymore. So, I mean, like, that's, that's a really interesting uh, way of looking at it. And, uh, I mean, and I think it kind of—well, uh, I think there's some details, especially about the way that David conducts himself, that lend to that interpretation. Right. And and like in the case of Luther, it's not—you know, like a lot of people have said to me, you know, in, in the course of my— um, education and, and ministry and so on. Well, uh, the the papacy was the uh, authority of the church. Uh, how how you know? I mean, I'm I'm just saying there was not necessarily Lutheran saying this. You know yeah. how how dare he he, he you know the, the Luther stands out as the ultimate rebel. 
so David is like a rebel, you might say, in, the, in this particular case. But Luther understood the fact that, that the Christian church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, on the authentic apostolic doctrine, authentic apostolic ministry, uh, all of this. And so whenever anybody, and, and you know, even through the Middle Ages, I mean, peop, the church leaders are, are, are subject to the Word of God. And, and when they go against the Word of God, then that puts them outside of it you know, outside of the church, in, in a sense. Maybe, maybe they're still Christians, erring Christians, but, they, but in the same way, Saul was rejected by Yahweh. And so, and, and, and so in a sense, and, and Yahweh would basically uh, ca- cause a resolution to that in the chapters that follow. Well, I think that this uh, actually takes us nicely back to, to the beginning of the chapter here, and, and back to this question about, okay, so what, what's going on here with, with David and why he says uh, what what he says that that you know like well n- now I, I just have to leave right because this is this is pretty interesting that when when he speaks this to himself right uh, the first word out of his mouth is is now you know ata in, in the Hebrew which which suggests that like okay based on what's happened today I really just have to go and that was one of the things that struck me actually about chapter twenty six where um, it was in that quote that I was just reading a little bit ago, uh, that in, where was it? It was in verse 19, where he says, uh, this is the previous chapter 26, Now therefore let my lord the king hear the words of his servant, if it's the lord who stirred you up against me, may he accept an offering, but if it is men, may they be cursed before the lord, for they have driven me out this day. I mean, like that, when I looked at when I read that like last time, I was just thinking it it, it feels kind of weird. I guess uh, it, it felt kind of weird to me because I I just wasn't getting this impression of oh well, like today it's like I, I have to go. Like like I feel like what what David is saying, like it, it seemed to me right. I guess the way that I had been reading it was he was still trying to like you know have some kind of negotiation with Saul to to you know convince him of his loyalty. Um, to be able to get back in his good graces, right? But there, in what he's saying, it, it just it seems like already, like based on what's happened in that scenario, these men, he says, in Saul's government, are forcing him out effectively, um, and that, that 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 this day, I guess, made this clear to him. So I, I don't know. It, I almost get the impression that something like by the way that Abner conducted himself or, or his presence there. Like, this was the thing that settled it in David's mind that he actually just had to leave. I don't, I don't know. So uh, that made me think maybe it's not necessarily about how mercurial Saul is, but that David's become convinced that it doesn't matter if I persuade Saul, the people he's got in his government are never going to let me have peace. I don't know. What, what do you think about that? I I um, would kind of I think that what David is doing here is is that he is um, beating around the bush because he doesn't want to directly say well it's you that sure. you know if it's you who have done this um, I, it it it's kind of like a situation where he's sort of. Um, um, uh, you know, just kind of saying, I mean, circumlocution is the word that I was sure. looking for. A circumlocution, yeah. you know, if it's from men, you know, in other words, any man, I'm not saying any one particular, but, uh, you know, in other words, even if it is from you, O King, you know, he doesn't say that, but I'm just saying that, that, that it could be that he's just trying to be as, uh, as polite. Uh, uh, polite and uh, diplomatic as he possibly can with, yeah. with Saul. And and what you have here, too, is a, an understanding that there is a question of blood. Uh, like, for instance, uh, what about Saul's family? One, and, and like Saul even said to David, you know, protect my, my family, you know, when he said, you know, you will be king uh, in an earlier time. So, so there yeah. is this question of, of a threat to to his heritage, to Saul's heritage, as to David's heritage, and also that Saul is from the Benjamites, and and David yeah. is from the uh, from Judah, so you know that kind of idea. Well, you know, and I, and I think there definitely is something to that. That um, I, I mean, just just the way that David conducts himself consistently, right? It, it is it just shows so much respect, and and in some ways, right? If if he thinks that that Saul is actually the one who's behind all this and and he's the one who's 
really, I, I mean, kind of the crazy starts with him. I mean, that just kind of speaks more of David's respect that even though he has those misgivings and that kind of mistrust for the, the, the for the king, that he wouldn't say that in public, right? And that, and that he would actually defend Saul's reputation and honor in public. I mean, like, I just, uh, you know, especially in our, our political situation, I think to myself, that that doesn't happen anymore ever. <laughs> if some if someone thinks that like the president or um, you know any of the people in, in uh, Congress right or, or or the Senate right like uh, are are you know not to be trusted or bad seeds, they they just you know say all kinds of terrible things about them. No 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 one like keeps their misgivings to themselves and publicly honors the the people they think this about. Yeah, and and yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, you know, our country is so polarized because of that. You know, the suspecting motives. I mean, you know, we've really it, it's kind of a very similar situation to this period of time, um, where where I mean, there you, we think of, or, or I'm not saying we, but I mean just people in our country. They're they're so polarized, the left from the right, or, or thinking that these people are my enemies, or though you know, and 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 Saul was the one, the first one. To do that, he said, "David is my enemy. Why are you yeah. doing this, Saul? Because he is my enemy, and he's and he, he gets thousands, of, you know, troops after David, and and you know, it, it, David cannot trust." Saul's word. You know, it's it's like any time that you deal with with uh, an adversary or another entity. You know, if you can't, if, if they don't keep their word the first time, uh, you know, what is it? Uh, if if you if you uh, hurt me, uh, 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 fool oh. me once, shame <laughs> fool on me. Fool me once, shame on me. Uh, Fool shame me on you. Twice. Fool me shame twice. On shame you. on me. No, well, no, we just did the, the, the bushes. the other way. <laughs> Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. So exactly, the idea exactly. is, is that you know, okay, <laughs> you had this one thing, but here he comes again. Yeah. And here Saul comes again, <laughs> and so David says, yeah. "I can't trust this guy." <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think okay. I think that's I think that's fair. That 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 could be what what's animating him. Um, th- that he's just suspicious, but I, I gotta say, I-, I feel like there there really is another way that this could be read. When we go back to the beginning of chapter twenty six, for instance, right? It says that where where was it here? It was that the Ziphites came to Saul at Gibeah, saying, you know, hey, this is what's going on, right? So this would be the the second time that the text itself has said that Ziphites went up to Saul and basically said, like, hey, come get him. Right. And, and right. so when, right. when he says, you know, if it's if it's, you know, the Lord that stirred you up, but if it's men. Right. In a literal sense, the, the Ziphites have now stirred up Saul twice to come get him. Right. I mean, like at right. least we looked at last time there were a couple other times when it was other people. So on, on a certain level, you I mean, I, I, I do wonder to myself, you know, is, is it kind of more like, you know what? It doesn't matter even if Saul is actually very sincere, because. The way this works, and you were kind of mentioning, you know, uh, you know, Saul is, is a Benjaminite, and that uh, you know David's a Judahite, things like this. Like, just because of the way that the the pieces are on the chessboard, it's like people are going to keep going to Saul and saying, "Hey, this guy, he's a problem. We can't stand for him. We don't want him here." And, and that it's just it, this is going to just kind of happen again and again, regardless of if Saul decides like he wants to be friendly at this point. And, and so I, I, do, I do wonder if there's, if there's maybe a certain level um, when he says this now, I shall perish one day, right? If he's kind of just coming to this realization of like, you know, <laughs> at least if I go to the Philistines, the Philistines <laughs> won't go to Saul right, and say, right, exactly. hey, come get him. <laughs> well, well, look at what David did for Kayla. Or Ke- Keela, uh, the, the oh yeah 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 Keela, that's right yeah, yeah I mean he 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 defended them from the Philistines and then they they go to Saul yeah. and say oh he's over here you yeah. know uh, you know so so even if he does something good for people he did something good for Nabal uh, Nabal yeah. and 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 yeah so the whole that what what you just said is exactly the, at least the Philistines won't go tattling to Saul. <laughs> Yeah, no, like they're <laughs> so. I think that's, anyways, and, and maybe on that note, we can talk more about the Philistines. But uh, we're gonna take our break here, everybody. Hold on, looking at First Samuel twenty-seven on Nice Strong Word. Be right back.
do I keep my kids in church? Will there still be a church for them to go to? New people have moved into my neighborhood. How do I reach out to them? The challenges are many, but it is Jesus who makes disciples for life through his church. Let's come together as the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod to discuss this joyful work. Learn more about the Making Disciples for Life initiative at lcms.org slash makingdisciples. Again, that's lcms.org slash makingdisciples. A big election is coming up on November 3rd, and it is safe and easy to vote in person. But if you're not planning to vote in person, request a ballot now. Your local election office must receive your request by October 21st. Visit GoVoteMissouri.com for details. Make your voice heard on Election Day. Paid for by the Missouri Secretary of State. Our listeners and supporters are talking about Worldwide KFUO. One of my real aspirations is to set my mind on things above where Christ is. That's hard in that world of distraction. KFUO is really helping me to fix my mind on things above, to meditate on the things of Christ. You've been very helpful to me, and I appreciate it. To leave a message on the KFUO comment line, call 314-996-1542. Worldwide KFUO. Welcome back, everybody, to Thy Strong Word. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa. We're looking at 1 Samuel chapter 27. David is going to hang out with the Philistines in Gath, no less, right? And I wonder if he's even carrying around that Gathite sword on his back, <laughs> which an interesting conversation piece. Oh, hey, look, at where'd you get that sword? I killed one of your champions. Uh, <laughs> joined today by our guest, Pastor David Boyce-Claire, pastor at Faith and Bethesda Lutheran Churches in Pine Lawn, Missouri. If you've got a question or comment for us and you're listening live, join the conversation, give us a call, 1-800-730-2727, or if you're in St. Louis, 314-821-0850. You can also send an email to kfuo at kfuo.org. Or hop on the live stream, facebook.com slash AJ Espinosa. Uh, some of the questions there, uh, and some, and some interesting ideas. Like one of the things uh, I want to talk about, it says that David David's talk, rating the uh, Amalekites, the Amalekites. But now hang on a second. Didn't Saul kill the Amalekites, right? So uh, that's actually a pretty fair question. So we want to talk about these different groups that he's rating on and talk about that because it, it very specifically says that David's leaving no survivors because dead men tell no tales. I mean, this is this is a, a pretty interesting little moment there. So we got it. We got to get there. Uh, absolutely. Uh, but so right before the break, though. Oh, don't want to neglect this. Uh, thank you, our underwriters, the Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org. Thank you guys for your support. Of thy strong word. Um, so before the break, we were just talking about how you know it, it seems like. Uh, everyone just wants to go to Saul and be like, hey, here he is, get him, right? So uh, j- given that situation, that it seems like, you know, there is no hiding in the uh, in the wilderness of the Ziphites. Like, uh, no matter where he goes, there's going to be someone who, who goes and says, hey, Saul, look who we found. It just it just doesn't matter anymore. So so he's, he says this, and he's like, okay, I'll go to the Philistines. At least they're not going to, you know, tattle on me there, right? Um, right. And so, so he goes, and it says, this is pretty interesting, right? He goes and he takes his 600 men, and he goes to Akish, the son of Maok, king of Gath. And I, and I think the thing that we, we think to ourselves uh, is, hang on a second, why is the king of Gath, <laughs> right, cool with David, slayer of 10,000s and slayer of Goliath of Gath, cool with, with him and his 600 men? Uh, coming and hanging out in his royal city and like uh, like having like I mean I mean I don't know just like the whole family he's got his wives uh, sets them up I mean just uh, why would he be cool with this <laughs> well it's expedient I mean he's he's like a military leader uh, he was one of there were five cities of the Philistines uh, there was uh, Gath and then Akron which was a little bit north which is sort of on the level with Jerusalem then there's Ashdod Ashkelon and Gaza yeah. and 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 that's that's sort of like a, they're confederates they're they're uh, they're called Sarnay or or, or Sarans and which are leaders uh and 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 so Akish is one of the leaders although they call him a melech they call him a king yeah 
Um, and 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 Nikish, uh, you know what's what's interesting is is Bible scholars think that he uh, outlived David. Uh, that he's mentioned in First Kings chapter two thirty nine, where uh, you know a quiche of a Gath is mentioned, and so so he outlived David into the reign of his son uh, David's son Solomon. And huh. so, uh, although it could possibly be that, like, uh, you know, Akish is sort of like a, a name for the king of Gath or the leader of Gath. So maybe his son, that was his son or grandson or that was named Akish and everything. But but he's doing this because it's expedient. He, you know, yeah. David can be useful to him. You know, and, and, and then what is David saying he's doing? I'm raiding my own people. I'm raiding <laughs> Judah. And so, yeah. Yeah, hey, you're doing our job for us here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, so those are a couple of uh, really interesting points. Um, okay, so like the first thing, right? So he's called King of Gath, but we, we got to think about, okay, what, did, what does king mean, right? Um, right. And, and of course, like in the Hebrew even, right? Like, I mean, the term is just, it's pretty flexible. I mean, it, it's just the, the, the ruler, right? Um, right. And that, right. that doesn't mean anything about like, you know, like, like a national government or a federal government or anything like this. And, and we recall earlier in First Samuel how uh, we, we have this talk about the five lords of the Philistines, right, is the language that's used in, in First Samuel. So, right. I mean, Akish is just one of these guys, and we're going to see it in uh, subsequent chapters here, how you know, Akish is going to be like, no, I like David. This is working out well for me. He keeps bringing back all these animals, and like, hey, this is just great, you know? Um, but the other Philistine lords are going to say, whoa, we, we're not cool <laughs> with this guy going to war with us, like marching alongside our men. We're not having it. And so he gets like outvoted. It seems right. So I mean, like the fact that, like you know, he he is, uh, yeah, he's called a king, but he he's not like got absolute power, um, you know, and he is just kind of like you were saying, a member of a confederacy, right? Like really helps us understand right. this, and I think it kind of gives a little bit more insight too to how back in um, where when he does go uh, earlier in First Samuel, where was it? Like First twenty one. Uh, is first that the Samuel first time? 20- yeah, when yeah. Well, it, it was what David goes to Akish. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah. So so when he when he goes there, right? Like, what do they say about David? Right? Because um, it says there. So he goes to Akish, the king of Gath, and then they say, "Is not this David the king of the land?" Right? I I think that that actually helps us understand the comment more because really what they're just saying is like, "Hey, isn't he one of the? Isn't he like kind of this uh, territory's?" ruler right like so like you know Saul's one of them David's another one because because from their perspective that's how it how it works and and truth be told that's kind of how it was working in Israel for a long time before Saul came up with the judges oh exactly yes and so that that so it's kind of a flexible understanding of of the word melech and usually in a lot of times even in in the book of Genesis and and then through is that melech is, is like a ruler of a city yeah, you know, not necessarily like the pharaoh or or the um, king of Assyria. Uh, that's right. That's right. So, um, so yeah. So th- this kind of helps add a little bit of color to all this then, and and so then okay. So like like you were saying. So so for him, right? It's like he, he's understanding this as like not that David is like the servant of Saul and like oh he's an Israelite and so that that means categorically he owes his allegiance to this one guy. But it's like. Saul's a king, David's a king. Yeah, you know, sometimes they, you know, they they go out to war together and they fight alongside each other. Sometimes they're at each other's throats, right? It's flexible stuff, right? I mean, and and this yeah. is how it always was. You look at the judges, right? This is how it was with the tribes of Israel. <laughs> like what what one day they're on friendly terms, the next day they're fighting with each other. Exactly. Like it like in the case of Benjamin, you know, there was yeah. the case of Benjamin. Yeah. And given that Saul's from Benjamin, that only kind of like helps like this understanding, right? So I mean, like it doesn't make any sense for Akish to say like, "Oh, well, you know, he fought alongside Saul that one time, so I can never trust him." No, I mean, like this stuff changes constantly, and 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 so really, there's there's not really any good reason for Akish to not want to play ball with David. Exactly. Uh, And, and, you know, there's 600 men. There are 600 men there. You know, the the Philistines uh, were were a warlike people. They were trying to gain uh, 
territory. And, and you know, it's, it, what's interesting, is it just, uh, just a modern parallel, is you have the Gaza Strip uh, in, in, in the state of Israel, and then there's the Gaza Strip, of course, which they occupy. But that's Palestinian. And, then, you know, it's interesting, the word Palestine comes from Philistine. Uh, yeah. You know, that's how, the, that's how that part of the world got its name from, you know, secular um, geographers. Uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, yeah, that's right. I mean, so this kind of thing co- goes on um, to this day. And and I think it, it kind of helps, too, to understand that, uh, you know, because we, we, we've kind of seen this, uh, that that really, in a lot of ways, like the, the, each of these like rulers, right, um, may, may have kind of been no more than perhaps even just like the leader of a, a battalion, right? Like that really there's such a huge overlap between um, government and in military, like, like there's just kind of right, no right. difference almost on a certain point. So when David comes up with his 600 men, it's like, well, of course, he's a leader of a thousand, right? And, and, and like a thousand in those in those times, like the, the Elif, that could have been anywhere from like 600, to, you know, like 1,200, 1,500 men. It's, not, it's, it's roughly a thousand, right? So, yeah, he's got his this small, modest Elif, right? You know, because he's kind of been on the outs. But, hey, it's my Elif now. Right. Like, you know, I just I just got another battalion for for Gath. Right. Like, this is all upside for for a quiche. Um, so, yeah, I think I think it just makes it makes a lot of sense um, in that context. Some questions that came in over email just now. So let's see here. Are the tribes of Jacob, uh, specifically the tribes through Jacob's beloved wife, Rachel, supposed to be the royal line since it was Rachel that Jacob really loved? Uh, you know, he was tricked into the union with, with Leah, and uh, and so Joseph and his sons were blessed by the patriarch of Israel. Okay, that's, that's kind of a, a good question there. Then there's kind of another one, a couple, uh, is the king a, a bandit motivated by the spoils of war? I think we kind of addressed that one just now, that, like, Akish is just kind of doing what any ruler at that time and place would have done. He's, he's looking out for, uh, you know, his local territory, and so if he can get another battalion on his side or make an alliance uh, with another kind of local warlord, which which is kind of what he sees in David. It's like, it just makes sense for him. Um, Okay. Well, let's just kind of take those. There's a couple of questions here, kind of getting also to who are the uh, Jeremelites and the Kenites. Uh, So we got to get to those, but taking this question here about the, the ruling line here. Um, yeah, th- this may be well, is a question. It, but the ruling line is Judah, which was a son of, of Leah. Um, now, now um, uh, you know, in other words, there was Reuben that was ruled out because he, he violated uh, his father's uh, family, uh, yeah. you know, uh, uh, sleeping with his, his uh, one concubine or his one wife, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. the... Uh, uh, what is it, Leah? Well, there was Leah, Rachel, and then their their handmaids. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, Zilpah and yeah. Bilhah. Zilpah and Bilhah was the one I think that uh, Reuben slept with, and then there was uh, <clears throat> there was uh, Levi, uh, Simeon and Levi, and they were the ones that uh, uh, killed the people of um, Bethel. Uh, I think it was Bethel, right? Uh, where where uh, they they that sounds right. um, you know circumcised them and then attacked them and killed them and 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 uh, Jacob did not like that. So then uh, the rule fell on Judah, who was yeah. the the next son, and he was a son of Leah. Now uh, the sons of of Rachel, which yeah. were uh, Joseph, and, Joseph Benjamin, and Benjamin, were great in their own right because yeah. uh, Joseph was divided into two tribes. Yeah. You know, and because Levi, the the tribe of Levi, did not have land, you know, it was then then you should have twelve uh, divided into twelve. So you have Ephraim and Manasseh, and and uh, then you have Benjamin. But there, uh, you know, so in a sense, though, uh, you know, there is the royal line of Benjamin, you might say. But that was that sort of was um, discontinued because of Saul's unrighteousness. Yeah, well, no, I, I think that, that that's helpful. I mean, I uh, I can appreciate where the question's coming from because I guess looking at it as such like a you know it's all like you know tribal warlords and this confederacy of going back and forth, right? It, it can make you wonder now. Hang on a second. I thought there was this kind of big overarching plan, right? Well, yeah, there's certain there certainly is. Um, I, I think though that it's kind of again kind of like we, we tend to impose our sort of like really like top down, not nationalism. And so we just kind of want to like see 
like a Judahite just in control of everything all the time. <laughs> but right. that, like that wasn't that wasn't exactly like the, the plan. Like you were saying, um, you know, Joseph, uh, Joseph and Benjamin were uh, blessed uh, profusely. Right. I mean, like you said, Joseph, uh, two tribes, in fact, two and a half tribes. Right. Come from right. him because you because you got Manasseh East you, and Manasseh West. Yeah, yes. that's right. So so I mean so you've got you know the, the so I mean really in a lot of ways Joseph really does uh, I mean and Rachel you know through Joseph and Benjamin does get truly blessed and in some ways that northern rule continues on um, through was known uh, as the Ephraim. sons of Rachel that was known as the kingdom of Ephraim exactly you know now, right. usually we say, we speak about you know when the when the uh, kingdoms of of Israel are divided. The yeah. southern kingdom is Judah. The northern yeah. kingdom is Ephraim. But you know, yeah. usually, you know, in Bible in, in Sunday school, we're told that's the kingdom of Israel or the yeah. ten tribes of Israel. But they're also known as Ephraim that's throughout right. the prophetic literature. Yeah, no, especially like in, in Isaiah, just refer to the whole thing as, as Ephraim, right? So, um, so yes, yeah, so, so certainly, I mean, uh, there, you can definitely see that. Yeah, no, like God did give Rachel's sons a certain blessing, and and that that's seen throughout. But none of that 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 blessing right was was one that that expired in a lot of ways, um, yeah. because of the the evil that was done um, in those royal lines, and, and so th- there's the distinction right between the blessing that was given to uh, the sons of Rachel versus the blessing that that fell on Judah, where yeah the kings of Judah are also going to do bad things, but this promise of God is going to. It's going to surpass and transcend even the Judahite failings, and so I think this speaks to your point earlier about like the true Israel um, in in exile here, right? right? Like, despite the circumstances, like there's something bigger going on than just David or, or just Saul. Um, I mean, I mean, th- this is like really like a. I mean, it really, just speaks to I think God's power and, and providence that. That even how messy this is, like the line of David will be established. Right, exactly, and um, and and so you know you kind of get into here. Another thing is, uh, is is David a bloodthirsty warrior because he kills everybody? You know, he is he is he's practicing kerim. In in Hebrew, it's kerim, and in the present day is jihad. You know, yeah. in other words, that's something that's very uh, among Semitic people. They understand what jihad is and kerim. And so when he's attacking these other um, uh, tribe or, you know, these other um, um, Bedouins that are like between uh, the Philistine cities and, and Egypt, uh, that, uh, that, that in a sense he's, he, he's killing everybody. He's killing the men and the women, probably the children and every, you know, I mean, it's just it, it, it. That's it's kind of something that really would raise the hackles of people reading it here in the 21st century. Oh yeah, certainly. Well, oh, and and it recalls um, when Samuel told Saul that he needed to go and and kill the the Amalekites, right? The men, right. the women, the children, and and the the animals, right? So okay, right. let's talk about this. We don't really have time to talk about like too many more questions, but we can like I think answer because this was like both on email and on Facebook, right? Like. So, like, who are uh, the these people that that David is actually attacking? What's going on here? Because this is pretty striking here. Because it says he's raiding the the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. But when Akish asks, and I guess this is like to me this the funniest thing in verse ten. It's like. Uh, where have you made a raid today? It's like it's kind of like you know David like gets home for dinner. It's like have any good raids? You know, it's, it's like yeah, yeah, it's pretty good game went. You know, it's like they're asking your kid how like the football game went or something like that. Um, but yeah, well, the so, Geshurites. But, so, you know, the the Geshurites are mentioned elsewhere in scripture they are to be distinguished from uh the people uh, maybe families or or current clans that were up north in in gilead because there was another one uh, they were also geshurites so they are they are mentioned um in joshua chapter 13 verse 2 uh where it mentions the philistines and the geshurites so they're associated with the philistines the the jurites Jira, the uh, or Jez, Jezrites, those the middle uh, group of people are are unknown. 
Uh, there's speculation as to who they were, um, but but they're not. Um, they, they could have been from Jerin, uh, the city of Jerin, or which is in that area. Then you have the um, the Amalekites, which we know. Uh, you know, they, they, they Saul didn't exterminate all of them. There were there were some of them there. And then you have a situation in uh, chapter what 29, where David goes back <clears throat> to his stronghold and finds that uh, it's it's been raided, and all their their women and their families have been been carried in captivity, and so that's that's kind of what what's uh, you know those are the people that he he actually uh, attacks. <clears throat> the people the the people that he says that he attacks in the Negev. Well, Negev, of course, is the south country, the southern area of of uh, Canaan, and right. uh, he is there's a negative of Judah. It's by, uh, by Beersheba. And, and sort of like near that area. So it's in the same area. So if he took off from Gath, and Gath, of course, is, is, is kind of north of all of this, uh, he's, going, he's actually going toward the Jeshurites, but then he, he, he it'd be, you know, it's going the same direction. And so that, so, uh, you know, Akish has, okay, yeah, he's, he, that's where he went. And, and, yeah. and um, uh, the, the Jeremelites, uh, they were like the sons of Hez, Hezron, uh, of the of the tribe of Judah, and then the Kenites. The Kenites are uh, actually related to Moses. That was his right. father-in-law's uh, fam or uh, uh, you know nation of the Kenites, and so they were kind of. Uh, put in the in charge of of the Israelites when they came into the land, and they were you know so given a portion of the land as well. Uh, so th- this is really helpful to understand. So he's—it's important—well, there's a couple reasons, right? It's important that he actually isn't leaving any survivors, because by, by doing this, like you were saying, it enables him to lie to Akish. So lest we think that David's just, like, become an apostate here, and he's just, like, thrown in his lie with Dagon, right? Right. Like, well, like, on the one hand, like, he is being respectful, right, to, to Akish, and he's bringing him all this, you know, the spoils of war, Right. So, right. like, on the one hand, he is, like, uh, being loyal, but it's not, like, total blind apostate loyalty. In fact, by, by doing this, um, you know, like, uh, total, you know, ban on these places that he's attacking, this is enabling him to not attack Israel, right? I mean, because right. he thinks— Oh, oh, yeah, this is great, David. He's, like, he's turned—you uh, know, he's turned on his own people. He's raiding Judah. He's raiding— uh, you know, the, the Kenites, you know, so like you were saying, a close, uh, kind of like quasi-Israelites, really. Um, right. You know, he's reading the, the Jeremelites, right? So it's like he's he's fighting uh, his own people, right? He's totally turned on them, right? I've got him in my pocket. That's what he's saying at the end, right? Like he's uh, he's yeah. made himself uh, an utter stench to his people, Israel, right? Like, so he's like, oh, man, I've got, I've got Dave in my pocket. But th- this is letting him spare, effectively, the lives of Israelites, Exactly. It's and you can see God's hand in in all of this because these these people that he does attack are are enemies uh, and 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 you know like he he defended Naval's uh, uh, you know sheep. Uh, you know, shepherds and so on, you know, his flocks and so on, against raiders. I mean, the Amalekites were raiders. These these people were actually raiding Judah. So actually, it was he was defending his own nation, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, as as uh, another thing is that God's hand is there in the next chapter, where it, where he's he's kept from fighting against his the nation of Israel yeah. by but just by the fact that uh, um, uh, you know the other uh, Philistine lords say no no we don't want him to join us in battle against Saul. Yeah, well, and so so that's really fascinating because I mean, really, I think enhances the point that you made earlier that. Here is David just being the kingdom of Israel, just being the king of Israel. He's, he's doing it, because, like, what, what was the point, right? What was the whole point of the king, right? He was going to be the guy who defended God's people and defeated their enemies. And that's what exactly. he's doing. He's just doing yep. it. I mean, this is, this is fascinating to me, because he doesn't, he doesn't have the title, he doesn't have the respect, he doesn't have the wealth, right, the prestige, right? And from a worldly perspective, he, he's just—he doesn't have it. But he, it, doesn't, it doesn't stop David. He's like, you know what? I was anointed, and I'm just going to do the thing. I'm just going to do the job. I'm just going to do the job that, that Saul wouldn't do, right? Because to your, to your right. point earlier about the Amalekites, right? Like, 
clearly Saul did, you know, launch an attack against them and, and, and killed a, a substantial number, right? But this he did not actually do the, you know, uh, he, he didn't, like, wipe them out categorically. Um, so, it, you know, this gets into questions of, well, was it a specific area that, that uh, Samuel had really commanded him to take out or et cetera? But, but bottom line, right, like, Saul is not getting it done. David is, and he's right. really showing his ultimate allegiance to God and uh, to Israel. Exactly. And, 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 you know, it obviously, it, it, by his renowned deeds, you know, he, he shows that uh, God's choice, you know, the God sees not as man sees. God looks on the heart, uh, God told Samuel when he anointed David. And, and so David is, is, the, is the heroic um, ancestor of our Lord. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and so I, I think this is really interesting then to, uh, to compare to the Lord Jesus, just in terms of, again, like, he doesn't look like he's the king. He doesn't have the wealth of the king. He doesn't have the respect of the king. He's not in the palace like the king. But he's just going around doing the king's stuff, right? Just being the king and just being the kingdom of God, regardless of whether he has, uh, like, the recognition. I mean, this is, I think, so instructive for us then as the church. Okay, we have a question from Dave. It's going to be really fast. <laughs> but Dave, good morning. How are you? What's your question? Well, I was just, uh, the name of the Jermerolites, um, maybe you can tell me more, doesn't it mean that uh, they will obtain mercy from God and that they would have compassion from God and pity from him? And it doesn't seem like David is giving them much pity. I'll hang up in this. Good question. Pastor Boyce Claire, uh, any any background info or, or uh, maybe a quick answer to this Jermerolites question? Oh, we, we just lost Pastor Boyce Claire. Okay, well, we only have like a minute left anyway. So the the very short answer, right? Um, <clears throat> as far as like who these guys are, uh, the the name is uh, from Jeremiel, uh, which I, I, that's exactly what it means. Like uh, you know something like you know they will receive uh, mercy or something like along these lines. Um, it's a particular, I guess, uh, clan within the tribe of Judah. So when he's saying, oh, yeah, I'm fighting the Jermalites, he's basically saying, yeah, I'm attacking more Judahites, right? So th this is a part of the lie that David is giving. He's not actually attacking Judahites. Um, he's, he's actually attacking the enemies of God. He's attacking what, what it says uh, earlier there in the chapter, the Geshurites, the Gerzites, and the Amalekites. So um, again, I think an amazing picture then of the Lord Jesus, how he's going around, he looks like he's a homeless guy with, with no power, no claim, no anything, uh, but he's just being the king of Israel, You've protecting him, uh, his people from their enemies, feeding them, caring for them, whether or not he has the claim uh, or the recognition. So we as the church today, we yeah, we might not be recognized. Uh, we might be looked at as like, oh, this is a kind of crazy, radical religious group, right? But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It didn't. It didn't matter for David. It didn't matter for the Lord Jesus. Just do the kingdom work. So, uh, <laughs> end up speaking a little bit over the uh, the, the uh, announcement stuff at the end. Went a little bit long, uh, or came Hi, a little bit early Tom rather. But it's okay, everybody. We're going to move on to chapter 28 next time. Till then, I'm Pastor H. Espinosa. Peace.